Welcome to a Veterans Podcast, powered by Wisconsin Veterans Network, the show where we hear unique, inspiring stories from veterans all over. Veterans who've transitioned, who've overcome obstacles, and even those still struggling. We will learn all veterans have a unique story, ones filled with pain and triumphs, and we will learn no veteran is alone, no matter the path they took. We share their stories to help motivate and inspire the world, to help understand what it means to be a veteran, and most of all, we share to give them a voice amongst the noise. You can find us at aveteranspodcast.com to learn more and how you can be a part of the show. Welcome back, everybody, to a Veterans Podcast. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm so excited for today's episode. Um, we are going to travel to California via the airwaves and interview Master Sergeant Jeffrey Bradford, who served 20 years in the Army, and um, he's doing some real cool things out in California, so I'm excited for him to tell his story. Um, I'm also excited about this amazing weather we've had. So I live in Wisconsin, if you haven't figured out from my amazing accent, um, but it was 60 degrees yesterday, and it's supposed to be 60 degrees today. I don't know because I'm inside, but I'm excited. Like, it's starting to get warm out. It's time to go outside. We're coming into spring. All the good things. Either way, we have an amazing episode today, and if you want to tell your story or reach out to us, we are on all your socials, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can find us at A Veterans Podcast, um, so reach out to us there if you want to be on the show, or just follow us, listen to us, all the good things. Also, today's show is sponsored by Wisconsin Veterans Network, an established Wisconsin nonprofit ran by veterans for veterans. Their mission is to provide guidance and support for all veterans, whether guard, reserve, active, or even a bad discharge, looking for any kind of assistance in the state of Wisconsin. If you're a Wisconsin veteran looking for an answer, whether a simple question about benefits or are currently homeless, give them a call today. You can find out more information about them at wisvetsnet.org or at aveteranspodcast.com. All right, let's give Jeffrey a call. This is Jeff. Hey, Jeff, it's Kelsey with the Veterans Podcast. How are you today? Kelsey, what's going on? Not much. I'm just excited to have you on the show today. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you. Awesome. Well, I already let our listeners know that you served 20 years, which is a really long time, <laughs> and um, that you're in California, right? That's yes, where I am. Which I'm jealous about, but it's been warm here in Wisconsin, so I can't complain too much. Um, but let's just jump right in. Why did you join the Army? Yeah, so here I was a... Uh, uh, 18-year-old kid, uh, just barely graduated high school. You know, I was living in a you know single-family home, three kids. Um, I knew one thing for sh- that was for sure is that I didn't want to spend another two to three years, get in debt, and and sit in a classroom to learn. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, talking to family members uh, and, and friends and so on and so forth, uh, you know, one of the options was, hey, join the military. So I looked into it um, and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I can go play army for four <laughs> years. And back then, obviously, you know, I was in 20 years. So way back when uh, we were offered, uh, I think I was offered 15000 for college. So that was one of the other upsides to it. So one, I get to go play army. Uh, I get a guaranteed paycheck, and then two, I, I had an option when I, if I didn't want to uh, make the army a career, I actually had money uh, to go to college. So that was the the biggest thing for me, uh, you know, when I was an eighteen year old kid looking at my options of of uh, what we call adulting. <laughs> <laughs> that seems pretty fair. So you joined in in ninety seven, or that's when you Ooh, left from yeah. camp. So that was yeah. prior to everything going on, right? And mm-hmm. prior mm-hmm. to September 11th. So how did yeah. September 11th, 2001 impact your career? And like, what did that mean to you in that moment? Yeah, it was interesting. So here I was, I just got stationed over in Vicenza, Italy with the 173rd Airborne Brigade. So if there's any 173rd, <laughs> heard members out there. Yeah, with respect to all you guys. But uh, so I was actually training in Hohenzoll, Germany. And I remember we were out in the field and we came back into, you know, the chow hall and it was on TV and we seen these planes going through. And, and it was just like, there's no way this is not happening. Mm-hmm. So as you can imagine, you know, we go back to training, but, you know, all the talk, um, you know, in the news and everything was you know, was spinning up for, you know, potential, you know, potential war. So, and look, that's what I signed up for. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, this is, you know, we joined the army, you know, we, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we hadn't been in any type of combat situation, you know, for, for a while, but this is why even, even prior to September 11th, this is why you joined to serve your country. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was always with me. And, uh, you know, when we, you know, September 11th, and then I remember, uh, you know, here it was, you know, beginning of the, the Iraq war, you know, we were jumping, we were getting ready to jump into to Iraq to seize the Northern Front. And that's when it really hit you like, wow, this is, this is definitely real. This is, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Here I am a 22-year-old, 23-year-old kid mm-hmm. uh, who's a sergeant now in charge of, you know, other people's lives. Um, so, but to go back to your, to your initial question, you know, I, I signed up prior to, to 9-11, uh, because I just my country honorably. And if that meant going to war, then, you know, soldiers follow me to combat cause I'm going to go risk my life and give it all I have for my country. That, that's a great answer. <laughs> that's, that was, uh, it's so, it's so true though, Kelsey, yeah. you know, and that, I mean, you talk about a 20 year military career. I, I loved what I did, you know, and that was the whole, that was the whole thing about it. Look, I started off four years in, I didn't know if I was going to make it a career or not, mm-hmm. but you know, the army gave me so much. It gave me leadership. It gave me values and principles, honestly, that I didn't have growing up. You know, like I said, I grew up in a, in a single family home. I didn't have a father figure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I went to, I moved around all these different schools I didn't have the camaraderie that the military gave me, um, you know. So, you know, when I when I joined the military and I started getting those things right mm-hmm. and the camaraderie, the leadership, you know, all these skills, all these schools that 
you know, I was able to take. And I don't understand why a lot of these other soldiers that were around me didn't want to, you know, raise their hand to go to these schools. Maybe they're a little bit challenging, maybe not. I don't know. But I love that because it, 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 you know, it offered me all these experiences and skills that fast forward 20 years that I'm able to apply now in the civilian side. Mm -hmm. So when you started, like, how or when, when did you know that you were going to retire? Was it as soon as I hit my 20 years or was there like, you know, two years prior, you were like, okay, let me prepare for this. Or was it not your choice to do it at 20? Did you want to stay in longer? Kind of give us that background. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would tell, I will tell you, this, it was one of the hardest decisions. I mean, you know, that I've made so far in my life. Uh, here I was right around 18 years. And it's the thought started crossing my mind a couple years prior to, you know, my 20 year mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just made master sergeant. Uh, you know, here I am now. I'm like, okay, uh, you know, I've got two years. I'm, I'm up for sergeant major. What does that look like? Which was, you know, another, you know, if I, if I made sergeant major, that's another six year commitment to the military, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it, it was, it was so difficult. And I, I, I will tell you this that I looked at it and said, I will be 38 when I get out. Mm-hmm. If I have a plan, you know, and go do something, you know, after the military, I'll still be young, you know, okay, that's one option. But, or the other option is I make Sergeant Major and I make this a 30 year career, you know, and, and so the the choice I ended up making was to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I said, you know what, I want to go do something for myself. I, you know, 20 years in the military, five years of that was in combat. Um, we were still, you know, Syria was kicking off and other things. So for me, I was, I looked back at my 20, at 20 years and I said, you know what? Did I do everything that I possibly could in the military? And I looked back, I raised my hand every time, you know, it was to, to, to go down combat operations. Uh, I had no regrets. I went to every single military school I had. So the choice, while difficult and very, very tough, Looking back, I made I did everything I possibly could in the military, other than make sergeant major. But yeah. again, that was that was the choice I made. So, you know, that was that was pretty much it. And then, uh, you know, so I said, you know what, I'm 38. Uh, I had a plan, you know, a couple years prior to one of the, the main plan was to save a whole shit ton of money. I don't know if I'm allowed to cut. You're uh, fine. So I apologize. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's one thing I knew that I needed to be able to, to have some comfort in separating from the military was, so I started saving everything I had and I've already saved, you know, uh, prior to, so mm-hmm. I was sitting pretty good there. So I was comfortable in, in saying, you know what, I am going to get out um, after the 20 year mark based off of that. Okay. And so besides saving lots and lots of money, did you do anything <laughs> else in that time um, when you decided, okay, I'm going to retire, what else did you do to prepare for your transition out of the military? Yeah, such a great question because, you know, the the one thing I knew that I, I had a GI Bill and I didn't want to touch that. Why? Because I also had, we also had tuition assistance. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted to max tuition assistance. I've been chipping away at my bachelor's degree for eight years, right? You know, in between, you know, deployment. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. So I was like, okay, let me focus on at least 
using as much of the twisting assistance as I possibly can and finish my degree. So I was, I was able to do that. Uh, I think the biggest thing was focusing on my resume. You know, obviously I did that prior to the transition, uh, assistance program that mm-hmm. we, you know, we get as soldiers. Yeah. Um, and so I already started my resume. What does that look like? So when I went into the TAPS program, I already had a, I already had a resume. I was like, here, let's cr- please critique this for me. Oh, you are ahead of the game. Because oh, most 100%. people aren't prepared like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the things I was like, okay, I knew I made that decision to get out. So what do you need? You know, you know, what do you need when you get out? You to apply for a job, at, you know, a resume. So I, I started, I actually, you know, I had, uh, you know, some of the senior leadership take a look at stuff. And here's the other thing, Kelsey, that I did um, that I thought was really and helped me for building my resume was I reached out to, you know, family and said, hey, do you know a CEO or, you know, a C-suite exec that I can just pass over my resume that you could red ink it or at least give me some feedback from your perspective um, that I might need to tailor? Because one of the things I didn't know how to do is transfer my skills into civilian, you know, jargon, you know, just as civilians look at us and say, I don't know what the hell you military guys are talking about. You just (laughs) said a bunch of acronyms. On the flip side of it, we don't know what the hell they say with KPIs and net prop, net and gross profits and blah, 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 blah. Right. So, you know, that was one of the things that I really had to learn and understand was, is to, to understand the terminology that I need to put into this document because a lot of us have such, I mean, such amazing skill sets, whether it's 20 years or four years in the military, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's how you translate that on paper. And I found that to be the most challenging thing, writing the resume, but I found it to be the easiest thing when I asked and I asked the right people. Who are those right people? Again, the people that are looking at the resumes, you mm-hmm. know? So, and that's where I found really the, the success. Um, you know, and the, the last thing for me, uh, was I had a plan, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing, you know, when I talk about, was it the right plan? No, you know, but I had a plan. And what is that? What did I mean by that is that I had a job in place. I had money coming in. Obviously I had my passive income from retirement, but I mm-hmm. had a job in place that it was money coming in. I knew where I was going to live, you know, and the last thing, which is one of the most important things that set me up for success in terms of what I'm doing now is I had a passion project. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? Is the job that I was have was paying the bills, and I was able to you know look at my passion, which is beer, wine, and spirits. I was always uh, fascinated by the art and science, and I was able to start a blog and do that on the side and figure out how I would make money doing that. That was something that I loved, loved doing. I couldn't wait waking up going to talk to brewers, winemakers, distillers, go make beer, go make whiskey and stuff and write about it and then figure out how I was going to make money in that. Mm-hmm. But on the side, you know, obviously I was, you know, comfortable with having the job, having that. So really having that plan in place, you know, set me up for huge success when I got out of the military. So when you took your transition class, because like, so I was Navy and in the Navy, they have mm-hmm. like a separate, like, Oh, you're retiring, so you take this transition class. Oh, you're just your plain old enlisted person who did four years. You're going to take this transition class. Did you find your transition class to be beneficial? Or um, a lot of people that we hear from say it's kind of like 
death by PowerPoint. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm just curious, because you were so prepared going into it, did you find that to be beneficial or did you find it to kind of be less than beneficial? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it, it's not set up to, it, it is death by PowerPoint. You know, mm-hmm. it's speaker from 10 to 12 PowerPoint, you know, this speaker from, you know, and, and it is, it, it, you sit there and you take notes and by the, you know, half of the day, you're already zoned out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, you're already checked out. You already checked out because you're, you know, you're getting out of the military, you know? So I do think there needs to be some more hands-on approach or, you know, uh, videos, uh, some interactive stuff that could help soldiers out. But at the end of the day, look, this is for you and you make it what you want to make it of, you know? So one of the things I did, I sat in, you know, some of the classes were like, okay, yeah, I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. But I, I took notes and I said, okay, what do I need to work on on my own time? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, and it allowed me to at least get a starting point. So, you know, whether you listen to a death by PowerPoint class for two hours, you know, and I took 10 minutes of that, you know, 10 minutes of actual good information out of that whole two hours. Uh, it gave me a good starting point where I could reach out and do my own research. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and that's what I would recommend to everybody. Look, it, it does. Anybody knows sitting in a class all day for a week straight, it, it, you know, especially being in the military, you know, how do we learn? We learn by doing, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, to sit in a class to learn by death by PowerPoint, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely boring, but that would be my advice to people is, is to, um, is to look at it and say, you already have the itinerary for the classes. Mm-hmm. Find out which ones are going to benefit you the most on the plan that you have, and then take the time to research that and go more in depth. You know, if it's college that you're, and you know, you're going to go to college and use your, the GI bill, you know, listen to that class, take really thorough notes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, and then go find out more information about that. Um, so that would be my advice, but the system itself, and look, I got out four, four years ago. Right. So, um, I, I mean, I, I'm, I think they were just calling it TAPS, uh, you know, before it was called ACAP, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, so I hope they've done some necessary steps to make it a little bit more interactive. You know, I, I actually, uh, retired from overseas. So it was a little, obviously, you know, it's a little bit different over there, you know, uh, as opposed to being stateside and mm-hmm. transitioning. So, but, um, but yeah, that would be my advice on that. So then as a, a master sergeant, which is, mm-hmm. uh, E, what E8. is that? An, E8. E8. Okay. E8. Sorry. I don't know army ranks that well. Don't judge me. No, because uh, isn't in the Navy master, like a master chief or uh, what's it that? Isn't that like an E9 or something yeah, like that? Or yeah. E7 or I don't know. It's yeah, an E9. So, it's, so um, yeah. but. Yep. But anyways, as as a master sergeant, you probably connected with a lot of your junior soldiers who were getting out and and I'm sure they had to like come to you to check out or something like that, right? Did you like- Um it was I, I will tell you this, but I was on the special operations side of the house. Oh so fancy. yeah, so yeah, no, I, so <laughs> I was I will different. tell you that it was a little bit different, right? You know, I'm, I was amongst my peers, uh, with, with the mm-hmm. team and stuff like that. So, but I did transition, you know, I transitioned out with a bunch of, you know, you know, soldiers that were lower Regulars, enlisted, you know what I mean? Soldiers. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, here I was, look, I was in a, in a tap class, right. And I'm, 
all of a sudden I'm in charge of this class because I'm the highest rated rating guy, <laughs> right? And that I'm out of standard because I have a little bit longer hair and oh, my boots are yeah. not plow standard and stuff. But I, I, the reason why I say that is because I saw, you know, a lot of these, you know, I saw 20 year old, 22 year old kids getting, right? They say 18 mm-hmm. and they're getting out of 22. I saw 25, 26 year old guys getting out, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And all of these guys, I felt when I was talking with them, you know, they had, okay, I'm getting out and I'm going to college. Okay, cool. Like what else, you know? And that was pretty much the the, the stopping point. It was like, Oh, I'm going to move back to my hometown and look for a job. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, if I was trying to tell them like, you guys need to plan a little bit more, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, it's, you need to think about, you know, your next five, 10 moves, you know, not just, oh, I'm going to go to college. And then, you know, I have my BAH. So it's, you know, like I told you, you know, for me, it was, you know, what am I, how am I going to make money? You Mm -hmm. know, you know, the other thing is where, obviously, where am I going to reside? What does that look like in terms of how much money I'm going to need to make? Do I need, am I going to, am I going to go to college? Uh, You know, and then the passion project thing for me, you know, so that was the basic plan that I had getting out. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's perfect. But it's a lot more than other people I felt or that I talked to whenever transitioning, uh, you know, had. Um, and they were just like, ah, oh, worry about it when it comes along. And, you know, you know, that, you yeah. know, that mentality right there is doomed for failure. Yeah, that was that was me the first time I got out of the Navy because I got out of the Navy twice. And uh, the first oh, time really? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to live my best life. Somebody will right. hire me because I served in the military. And then <laughs> I got home and I was like, hmm. <laughs> definitely didn't yeah. research that enough. Right. You know, the other thing too is, you know, this was a shock for me because here I was, you know, been 20 years. I don't know anything else. 18. Now I'm 38. Oh, here, by the way, once I, you know, signed the dotted line and I was out, I got my 214. The army was like, later, bro. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell just happened? Like, you know, I'm even having a tough time getting on the the bases over in Europe now. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I was used to all these, I call it luxury. Mm -hmm. Some people may look at it differently while you're in the military, but now that we're out and I'm out for some time, I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, I have healthcare, you know, that I have to pay for, you know, any medication that I needed, I just had to go and get it, you know? And I think about all the healthcare that people, you know, have to spend, you know, for themselves and their family, uh, you know, the guaranteed paychecks. Think about now, even with the pandemic that hit, you know, and being in the military and how much comfort you have compared to others that are, you know, living, you know, and struggling to, you know, make ends meet. That's mm-hmm. so, you know, for me, that was a, that was just a shock. I'm like, wait a minute. I got to pay, I got to pay for dental. How much is that going to be? Wait right. a minute. I got to pay tri- <laughs> TRICARE Select. And don't get me wrong. Here's the thing is, is I have to, I pay pennies compared to everybody else. But still, I'm like, wait a minute. I have to pay for this. Hell no. And then, you know? <laughs> you, and then you have to figure out how insurance works. Like for right? me, that was so difficult is trying to figure out because it, it's essentially taken care of for you while mm-hmm. you're serving. And then you get out and you're like, wait a second. This is not like what I thought it was. Like, oh, uh, yeah. And that, and that just goes down the list of, of many things that we just don't know that we need to learn. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and by the way, you know, that's the great thing about the transition, right? As we're sitting in there, death by PowerPoint, they do talk about that, but we're, it, it just goes over our head. We're just like, hey, sure, it's okay. Yeah, I have yeah. my health. Okay. Yeah, the military. 
you know what I mean? And that's what I'm saying is, is really look at that itinerary, you know, and, and do some more, do a little bit more research, uh, you know, for yourself, uh, especially in the state that you're living in, because, you know, nowadays, uh, it's even better when, than what I got out. There's so many, diff- there's so many programs now, mm-hmm. you know, in each state that help veterans or can direct you. You're not alone, you know, and you feel that way, you know, when you get out, you're like, oh my God, I'm out on my own. People are talking differently. People don't get what I've gone through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, hurry up and wait. What the heck is, you know what I mean? All this different things. And it's, it's a little bit differently, but you're not alone because there's so many things out there in California to Wisconsin, wherever you're at in the States, states do a very good job. So many nonprofits out there. I just feel like any question that I have, whether it's health, whether it's starting a business, whether it's, you know, I need assistance. Whether, you know, TBI and PTSD is, is really affecting my relationship. You can fix or find and solve problems in any shape or form that you may be having as a veteran. You know, it's, it's really easy. It's just searching and, and finding those and, and talking to other people about it. Mm-hmm. And, and people, even now, I feel like a lot more veterans, at least the ones that I've had on the show, talk mm-hmm. about how they chose specifically what state they were going to live in based off the mm-hmm. veteran benefits in that state, because every state is Smart. different. There are some states mm-hmm. that are super veteran friendly with all kinds of really great benefits. And then there's other states where it's just like the bare minimum, but that works for some people. So I think that's, um, that's a good point that you make that. Kelsey, that's so, so awesome that you say that because I'll give you an example. I'm in California right now, all right? So, you know, take politics out of it <laughs> and everything, right? Because I know you're in Wisconsin, but listen, you know, I you know, I didn't research the states, right? I was, I was over in Europe for some time, but when I came back, California, well, guess what? They taxed my retirement. Now, if I would have done a little bit more research, I would have found out that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're exactly right. That's you know, look at the state that you're going into, find out exactly, uh, you know, all the information about that, you know, for being a vet. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell you that uh, after I finished my, uh, you know, my college program that I'm, I'm not here doing right now, I'm probably going to move to a more uh, military uh, veteran friendly state like <laughs> Texas. Yeah, Texas uh, is like <laughs> the something. best, I swear. Texas is great, right? <laughs> so, yeah, but you made it, you make a great point. You know, I think, I think looking at really the state, you know, where you want to live at, right? When it's going back to the plan I was talking about, you know, deep diving into what your state has to offer because they do offer a lot. And and by the way, you know, as much as I say California tax, they do a lot of great things for veterans too as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and California is pretty, like their weather's good. So, I mean, you have that going for you too. Like, I mean, listen, I justified, I justified them taxing my retirement (laughs) based off the great weather that I'm getting. Okay. So yeah. That's exactly how I justify it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so were there any specific resources, like maybe you worked specifically with certain nonprofits or, um, you know, like Semper Fi Fund or something like mm-hmm. that? Were there any specific resources that you found especially helpful in your transition out or even now that you've been out for a few years that mm-hmm. you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, I will tell you the abs, my absolute favorite, and that has given me the most benefits, you know, since I've separated, mm-hmm. um, is having a mentor, you know, and I found out 
that there is a non-for-profit out there that you can get mentorship if you're starting a business, if you need resume help, if you need, look, I'm in, I'm filmmaking right now for my Beer, Wine, and Spirits YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I was able to get a mentor through this non-for-profit for a year. You get a year mentorship and uh, man, I should get paid for these guys for freaking <laughs> hyping it up so much, right? Man, I'm telling you, man, but this program, this, let me tell you, Kelsey, this program is absolutely amazing and it's absolutely changed my life. Uh, it's called ACP, American Corporate Partnerships. And it's a year long mentorship program. What you do is, is you, you gotta be, you know, you gotta be a veteran. Uh, you, you know, you get on there, you get online, you know, which is, I think they're, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if you just go to search for, you could search obviously American Corporate Partnership or I think it's acp-usa.org or something like that. So, but you know, you'll fill out a questionnaire, you know, what do you need help in? So let's say, you know, you're, you have a job, your passion project is starting a business in, you know, X, Y, or Z. Uh, you can actually look for a mentor in that specific, you know, industry. Just like I said, I'm looking at, I needed help with post-production mm -hmm. uh, for filmmaking. And I was like, there's no way they could find, they found somebody That's from cool. the, you know, from a network, from Fox network that produces shows for Fox and is now helping me for a year long mentorship program to obtain skills and his knowledge. And I can ask all the dumb questions that I have because I don't know <laughs> to this mentor and he is helping me out tremendously. And you, and you check in every month. You know, and you have a plan, you, you know, the year long plan that you set and mm -hmm. then you schedule times with your mentor. And that, you know, for me, you know, you think about just, you know, that's one of the things, you know, when I separated, you know, from the military, you know, I wish I had. And that's why I searched mm -hmm. and I found ACP. But I was like, man, I just need somebody to, it'd be just so great to have somebody to, you know, answer all these dumb questions that I have or these questions that I had, you know? Well, and that's cool. Like, and it'd be so, yeah, it's so great, right? Well, it's like, you know, a subject matter expert in whatever, because you used to be that person when you were mm -hmm. in, and now you found that person who can help you, and, and that's cool. I didn't even know they existed. I'm about to Google some stuff when we get off this here. Yeah, <laughs> look, you know, you're like, hey, look, this podcast thing is going great. It's going like, I would like to sharpen my skills and get into broadcast you know mm -hmm. you can ask them and i guarantee you they'll find you somebody uh you know that'll be able to help you out and a year long that's program cool. it's so crazy it's, it's awesome that's awesome so okay before we jump into what your life is now and what you're doing now <laughs> um what is some advice that you would give a soldier who is on the fence about getting out or staying in um, as, you know, put your master sergeant boots back on and um, what kind of advice would you give them if they're on the fence? Yeah, I would just say, look at your current situation. You know, uh, are you in debt? Did you buy that fancy Dodge Ram that you had to have, you know, as an E2 and now you're paying $50,000, you're cool driving it, but you could barely afford you know, do you yeah. want to get out and then have those payments, you know, to so really understand where you're at, you know, uh, you know, do I have a GI bill where I can go to school and, and do that? You know, did I obtain the skills? Did I go into a job that is communications that can make me and I could jump right into that without having a college degree? So I, I really would say analyze where you're currently at. 
whether it's four years, eight years, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Really analyze your current situation. Finances. Am I coming out in debt? Did I save up a lot of money where I could have the freedom to actually, you know, get out, establish myself, uh, and, and not have that anxiety where I have to get a job, right? You know, and, and mm-hmm. you can take your time with all that. So that would be my, you know, main advice. And then the other thing, you know, if you do, do separate, you know, and you do get out, um, uh, you know, one of the things, you know, that I always thought is I could do and be anything that I want in this life, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I sometimes think that, you know, we get out of the military and we think lesser of ourselves. We don't talk about our, you know, our experiences. We don't, but we, more importantly, we don't really realize the experiences and the skills and the values and principles that we learn, whether it's two years, 10 years, 20 years in the military. Mm-hmm. So I would say really think about, you know, look, I'm getting ready to, to, you know, start a media company. I don't know the first thing about a media company, but what I do know is that I've suffered during war. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've had to go look for IEDs when I didn't want to go look for IEDs, but that was my job and that was my role. You know, you go, people go through basic training. They put themselves through, you know, two days being up. You've really pushed your body to way past the point of wanting to give up. So why do we forget that when we get out? Because you can push your body, you can push your mind mentally, physically to do anything you want. But those three things is you're going to have to be hardworking. You're going to have to have a little bit of patience and you're going to have to suffer. And guess what? All your dreams can come true. And I, when we look at our military experience, didn't we do all those three things? Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, you know, whether it's, it's coming right into boot camp. You, there's a weapon. Well, I've never touched a weapon before. Break it apart in 30 seconds. You know what I mean? And then you go through these, you you do all these things, medical training. Think about all the different things you had to be at least uh, understanding and qualified for. And I just feel like once you get out, it's like, I don't, you know, you don't have that confidence. And I'm saying to everybody out there, you have that and you're able to push yourself beyond and do anything and be anything you want to be. So I, those are the, those are the two questions. If you're, if you're getting out is really to ask yourself is what do you want in life and who do you want to be? And I think that's a great starting point. You know, obviously you need money, do that job, have that passion project and figure it out because you can make money doing what you love. And that's something that I take pride in as I've done that. And it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Thanks. That was great. I'm I'm glad that's we could just end now with all that advice. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. No, I, I think that's important for people to hear. I think a lot of people when they get out of the military don't want to talk about their service, don't want that to be their primary focus, but lose themselves in the process. You know, and, mm-hmm. and so I think it's important to remember that focus that we all had instilled in us, you know, and, um, I struggle with the patience part of it. That that's something that I, I'm not good at, but we're working on it, you know, baby steps. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, a, it was also a good segue into, uh, you know, what I was doing with your one spirits, because again, you know, like we were talking about all three of those things, mm-hmm. if I didn't have that, those experiences in the military, I would have, I would have quit a long time ago. 
And then I would have never seen the success that my channel is having right now. You know what I mean? Is is I, I look at those three things: is, is hard the hard work that you put into something, you know, the 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 patience, and then you know suffering. You know, your good days. You're gonna have a lot of bad days. Uh, you know, when I started my YouTube channel, Beer One and Spirits, you know, and I show behind the scenes of how stuff is made. I get my hands dirty, and I'm learning, and I'm telling how tequila is made how whiskey is made in Scotland and so on and so forth. I'm like, cool concept, passion project, mm-hmm. but I'm only getting 10 views and I'm putting my heart and soul and money into this thing. Two months go by, 10 months go by, right? Still the same thing. And I'm seeing nothing. And I'm sitting to myself, scratching my head saying, Jeff, really? Do you really need to? And I'm getting criticism, right? You know, Oh, you can't act, you know, Oh, you can't do this. Oh, your sound sucks. Blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, give up, dude, you don't mm-hmm. need this. You know, you don't need to, to, to deal with this stuff, you know, and you're not, maybe you're not good at this. And, uh, I looked at my, you know, I had a, I had a talk with myself and say, Jeff, were you like this in the military? When you went down range and bullets were flying and you had your guide to your left and right, was it, Oh, this is tough. Oh, this is hard. Give up. Hell no. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the military does a good job instilling that into us by putting us into situation time and time again on, on that. And so I said, looked at myself and said, Jeff, no, you're going to continue for at least three years. That's what I told myself when I started this project. Mm-hmm. And then get, get this, Kelsey, after literally four months, I had two videos, boom, shoot to a million, over a million views. All of a sudden, my 10 views I was getting went to 10,000 and over a million. And then all of a sudden, I started getting emails and calls now, you know, from brands mm-hmm. to make money now. Now I look at that and say, that was four months after my thought process of just, are you really going to, you know, is this good for you? Is, mm-hmm. And this is my own mind. Yeah. And I, if I would have given up, if I would have given up at that point, you know, I would have never known the success that I have now. I would have never met the people uh, and so on and so forth. So, and that really comes back to what? It comes back to that military experience, mm-hmm. that those experiences that I had. So, so you briefly have been touching on things, but what have you been up to? Like, share with our listeners, like what you're doing now and what you have found success in, because it was your passion that you yeah. now have found success in. So, um, share with our listeners what that is. Yeah. So, you know, like I was telling you, when I, when I got out of the army, uh, you know, I, I could do my plan, you know, I had the job. So I have finished my degree. It was in nutrition science. I thought that was the route I was going to take, Kelsey. And what I found is as I started to do that job, I was working on a base. I was giving nutrition advice and and consulting. And I found out, and that was my number one thing. I was like, I'm, this is it. And I, I love doing that. And I still do. I still love nutrition and all about it. And, uh, you know, but I found out I was more passionate than the people I was helping. Meaning I spend so much time. I give them a good plan. Here's your macros. Here's what you need to eat. Here's the food you need to stay away from. These are the allergens, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they would come back and say, uh, yeah, Jeff, you know, three out of the 20 days I stuck to it, bro. But this weekend it was football. We, oh, the chip, the queso dip, and it was awesome, bro. You should have been there. And I was thinking to myself, do I want to spend my, you know, my next chapter of my life doing that? So mm-hmm. that kept the bills paid, but on the side, I wrote a list of passions down and beer, wine and spirits was number like three or four. But at the heart of my passion project was travel. 
So I did a, I did audio guided tours and that didn't work out because it just wasn't something I really liked doing audio guided tours. Meaning I went to a city, uh, you know, worked with an app company that did tours on, on these apps. You pay two bucks <clears throat> and I would go and put waypoints in all and talk about these different points that you could follow on a city in Europe, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, that was one of the things I didn't want to do. I did, I just woke up and was like, nah. but I was always fascinated looking back over my 20 year career and, and looking at what I did on my time off, you know, was always, you know, trying new beers, you know, trying new whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I got a label in front of me of a wine bottle or something, I was curious about who made it and how it's made. So I said, okay, let me go try that. I've always been passionate about it. Um, and when I did it clicked, it was like, man, this is awesome. I couldn't wait to do it again and do it again and do it again. Um, so I started blogging about that. So that was my passion project. And then afterwards I would come and go, come back to my friends. And can you imagine, you know, I'm like, Kelsey, can you, can you believe this? I went to, you know, Miller Lite and met the, the, you know, you see Miller Lite and Corona. I met, I met the people that actually made it. And, uh, they're like, why don't you film these episodes? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, hell no. I've been shying <laughs> away from cameras for all this years. I'm not a guy in front of this freaking, you know, camera. Like, yeah. hell no. And then <clears throat> I was thinking about it and I was like, what if I'm 90 years old? Right. And, uh, I look back and say, what if, you know, what mm-hmm. if I would have just, you know, said, you know what, uh, stop being so, so, so fearful and, and just go in front of it. And I thought to myself, I don't want to be in my eighties and nineties, you know, or hundreds because I believe I'm going to live that long first. Uh, <laughs> but secondly, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I don't want to look back with regret. So I said, what the hell, let me try it. So I ended up filming uh, episodes and, and you, you know, you already heard, you know, it was, it was just, Mm-hmm. It, it took a lot. I mean, one, I was scared to be in front of the camera. Two, I didn't know anything about how to edit and write scripts and so on and so forth. So it was a completely different. But again, it was a passion project. Mm-hmm. Um, so I slowly learned and developed the skills. And after literally, and, and I've only been doing this for years, but literally after two years, I'm just now comfortable in front of the camera. Uh, but but more importantly, you know, the the things that I look back you know, even with beer, wine, and spirits, and this is all the things that I've that have been fearful in my life have been the most proud of. You know, so mm-hmm. as I made, you know, I've traveled around the world, um, and I tell stories of brewers, winemakers, and distillers, and I show the process of how beer, wine, and spirits made. And you know, my and it, it's a niche that really nobody's doing. And more, you know, I I found that a lot of people want to know more about the whiskeys that they're drinking and how it's made and so on and so forth. So, you know, I'm going on year three now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, just, a, just under a, a following of, you know, 200,000 people. And, um, and I've wow. got brands that are reaching out to me to come tell their story. Um, I'm finally getting paid to do that. I'm, um, I started up, I'm starting a media company, awesome. uh, which I go and, and do social media videos for brands. And I'm looking at bringing in some interactive technology to kind of guide viewers through on if they want to know more about certain products and stuff like that. So, um, and yeah, I'm kind of, you know, uh, I've, I've got brands around the world kind of calling me up now and saying, Hey, would you come, you know, tell our story and, uh, and we'll pay you to do it. So again, that's awesome. Yeah. I never thought it's again, you know, it's weird. You never, you never know what people will pay money for you know but Mm -hmm. one thing i know for sure is if you're providing value and you have what i call social currency uh brands you know brands are are willing to do that so i'm still in the very infancy infancy of this of the business 
But uh, more importantly, you know, I'm able to now focus 100% of my time. Now my passion project, you know, is my full-time job now. So I was able to now transition from a job that just paid the bills to now doing something that I love and getting paid for it. That's awesome. That's so cool. It's just really neat to hear, at least on my end, to hear of all these successes. You know, every person I've had on has had some type of success. And to be able to do something that you love and get paid to do it, I mean, what more could you ask for? Like, that's really awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that we, you know, here's the thing is, it's something that we all can do. And some people are like, no, no, I can't, you know, you can. It, it's taken me almost three years to be able to make money, mm-hmm. but you could see how I came out of the military with a plan of having a passion project to be able to just figure it out as I go, uh, you know, but not jump out of it and say, okay, I have to make money at this because now you're putting pressure on yourself. And like I said, if I hit month 10 and I'm not making any money on this, I'm quitting what I'm doing and I'm having to find something that I have you know, that's going to make me money to live. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. And so by having that plan in place, I was able to really understand and figure out how I was going to make money in that. And and you can, but you, you know, some people would disagree with me and say, no, Jeff, you know, you you can't make me I'm saying anything. You could like the damn Smurfs or cartoon (laughs) and you could talk about that on YouTube. And if you're a diehard passionate person telling people information and giving them value and all this thing that can connect to their life and their understanding their values and, and what they do. You can make money on doing it. You know, you just got to figure it out and you can. That's awesome. Well, I think that in itself is really important for our listeners to remember. And, you know, I just, I'm grateful that you reached out to us and you found mm-hmm. us. Um, sure. Cause this is definitely one of my favorite things about this podcast is the people who find us and are like, Hey, let's, let's do a show. And I'm like, well, I don't know anything about you, but I'm going to (laughs) learn. And I think, I think everybody has such value to bring to this and your story could inspire somebody who's listening right now. And that's so important because I think a lot of times we lose what our inspiration is. So to find some inspiration in something else is, um, really important. So thank you very much for being on the show today. No, thanks for having me and, and allowing me to share my story on this platform, you know, and if anybody out there that's listening has any questions or is in a rut or is kind of in the same position I was, whether it was in month two or 10, uh, or help finding a passion or something like that, please reach out to me on, you know, my, my social media channels. Um, yeah, where can they which find I'm sure you Kelsey, Where can yeah, they find so, you? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn um, under, under Jeff Bradford. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Instagram is beer underscore wine underscore spirit. Uh, you can email me at Jeff at BWSmediaco.com. And let's see, Facebook, beer, wine, and spirits channel. And then obviously YouTube. If you're watching one of my, uh, episodes and you have a question, uh, beer, wine, and spirits channel on the, on YouTube. Awesome. Well, if anybody reaches out to me, I'm going to send them your way. Um, if they've got questions and stuff, but really thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your story. Um, it's important for us to hear successes too, and not just the failures. So, um, thank you very much.
Thanks so much, Kelsey. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, have a great day. Well, that was awesome. And I'm so grateful he came on the show. And I hope that all of you listeners could kind of take something away from that. So thank you for listening to a veterans podcast today to learn more about us, to hear previous episodes, or if interested in being on the show, you can find us at a veterans podcast.com on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook at a veterans podcast. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Wisconsin veterans network, a Wisconsin nonprofit operated by veterans and serving veterans in need till next time.